Hey, Chad, how are you doing? Well, someone just said eat shit Sonic to me, and I'm really offended, so I'm going to tell him to fuck off. There, All right. I'm a big boy. That's right, it's his opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Yay! And we're going to save the Sonic. You know, I've really been enjoying the Sonic comics. Did I send you the latest one? Have you even read any of them? You you sent me the latest one. I haven't read that one yet. The The one before it was actually, it's getting better. Yeah, it's been, the last couple I think have been pretty fun. They're finding it's, their footing. Yeah. yeah they're, they're fighting evil, evil metal Sonic, but now he's a dragon. Which is kind of stupid, but whatever. You know, I, I wish you were a bigger Sonic fan. That might be an interesting conversation to have. Like, if you were in charge of rebooting a comic. Oh, no, fuck. We could definitely have that conversation. I like Sonic well enough. Yeah, we could We could set up a Sonic-verse. I'm, I'm watching all those uh, Sonic Underground videos. Oh, yeah, you're still on that? And Yeah, and it's it's funny. He's uploaded, like, four videos since last week. Um, That seems like a lot of content. They were short videos, but one of them was like actually like a really sweet uh, like Christmas song, huh? And it was just "Merry Christmas, everybody" from Sonic on Ground. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's kind of weird how like there wasn't even a joke really. It was just his funny voice singing a song, sure. and like wow, what a nice way to start the season. Hmm. Uh. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe we should do the Sonic thing next week. <laughs> that yeah, might let's, be fun. Let's try Sonic. You doing anything um, interesting lately? Today? I, I was almost late for work today because my alarm didn't go off, so I woke up at 7.27, and I need to be at work at 8. Aye, aye, aye. So I brushed my teeth, and I grabbed a slim fast, and I left. Idol's meal. Yeah, I said all of those words. I was. It was funny, my brother knocked on my door, and he's like, you awake? And I uh, that basically woke me up, and I'm like, yup, I'm awake. <laughs> And then I got, uh, then I left. You not like two minutes later. Like, and when he got home, I was like, "Do you know I was almost late for work?" He's like, "No, I thought you would. You just had the door closed for some reason." I was like, "No, no, no you woke me up. <laughs> Thank you for that." <laughs> so that was a fun way to start the day. It sounds fun. Then I was telling, I was telling him we had a funny moment at work where we took out a wall, and it, we then it turned out it might have been a retaining wall, and we should have removed that wall. <laughs> and they're just like, is this a lot, a lot, a lot of shouting and going, what, 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 what? Why the fuck did this happen? It turned out it wasn't a retaining wall, and no one's going. To, the ceiling's not going to fall. I can go into the parts room and not fall through the floor. But for a little bit there, it was like, man, I work at just like a comedy show. A stupid shit like that happens all the time. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I took today off. Really? How was and- that? Uh, well, I took it off because I had a long list of errands to do, and the first one was go to the DMV. Oh, no. So I went to the DMV, and I'm sitting there for almost an hour, and like my podcast is wrapping up, and the next one's about to start, and I'm like two numbers away from the, me calling up, you know? hmm And wouldn't you know it, the power goes out, because there's a mild drizzle outside, and they told oh, everybody no. to leave. Really? Yeah. Jeez, so, that, that must have been pretty... You can't catch a break, man. Even if you take a day off, shit goes wrong. So, instead of doing any of my other errands, I went home, and I got into the Red Dead Online beta. So I just been playing Cowboys and Engines all day. Oh, that's fun, too. That's a decent I, way to... 
<laughs> it's really fun. Like it's it's a relaxing game because you can just go out hunting or fishing, and like I'll roll into town and get a bottle of whiskey and just enjoy it. And uh, it, it's been mostly quiet. Like people have been talking <laughs> these terrible stories. I was in the saloon and two people like kick in the doors and they walk in and they buy beers. And and so the three of us are just drinking beers in the saloon, and the one guy says, "You know, this game isn't as bad as Reddit made it out to be." <laughs> um, but then I, I, the the vocal chat is all like global. Okay. So everyone in your session, as long as you're in the same state, I think everyone hears everything. So mm. it, it's kind of quiet, and then all of a sudden I hear, "Hey, get get over here, boy! Get over here!" Get over here, boy. No, no, don't fight now. No, no, no. Oh, see, you're a fighter. No, come with me. Yeah, come with me. I, I got a party. I'm going to show you my mommy. Uh, 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 come on. No, 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 don't fight. Yeah, there you go. Let's let's get you home. I, I got a dress for you. And so, okay, well, something's going on. So I open the map, and there's these two dots, like, following each other. So I figure, okay, that's probably that. So I go over there, and this guy has, a, has another dude hogtied, and he's, like, just riding off into the woods. Oh, God. And so I chase after him, and, and then he starts attacking me. He's like, oh, you're real pretty. I'm going to show you to mama. And Is this, like, an actual person, then, or yes. is it scripted in the game? Okay, this yeah. is a person, like, pretending so, to be a serial killer. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, your skin's real pretty. I look nice in that. <laughs> and so then the other guy breaks free from his ropes and it's like okay good he'll help me and then he ran off oh no and then I got abducted and I can't stop laughing <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like right enough and so I like I got my ropes almost broken and I'm holding them like just at the breaking point mm-hmm. and as soon as we come around the corner I can see on the radar that he's heading towards his caravan of other players oh no and it's like, okay, as soon as he comes around the corner, I'm going to break out of the ropes and roll off the horse and get into cover. And, and so he comes around the corner and there's a stagecoach of players and uh, they're like, they're escorting gold or something for a mission. So he comes around the corner and like, well, hey guys, you got a nice stagecoach there. And then they like blow his head off. <laughs> and the horse like bucks wild and like tosses me down a cliff and I'm rolling down the cliff trying to get out of my ropes and I break free and then somebody like sniper shot me from the top of the hill. Oh, that's not nice. And it's like, man, this this experience cannot happen in any other game. Yeah, I feel like I feel like stuff like that was like happening in Minecraft and shit though, or Rust, right? Like those Games, a little it's bit. like a big sandbox, and then, but they, they don't look as good, obviously. They look like shit compared to Red Dead, which is like this gorgeous, immersive experience. It's <laughs> oh, and then he blew up my horse, too. Oh, that's not nice. I didn't really, really unblow up your horse. <laughs> it was really funny. He, he, he tied me up and put me on the back of his horse, and then he dropped like five sticks of dynamite on my horse while it's standing there and like ran off. And I'm like, I'm trying to whistle to get the horse to run away, and then it like kicked one of the sticks of dynamite and blew up. And it was just like this this game. It's just really sandboxy, but something about it's really amazing too. Yeah, it sounds like it. I still need to buy my that my one that I need to get is Darksiders three, and I keep meaning to, and then I keep putting it off because I'm just like, well, I'm probably not going to get to it today. I'll you know I'll buy it tomorrow. 
to go, oh, I can't get to it today, I'll buy it tomorrow. So I might buy it on Friday so I can play it on Saturday. That's but it's not that big of a too. download. It's like only 30 gigs, which is not too bad for new games right now. Yeah. That looks pretty fun. I hope so. I, I haven't really seen a lot of gameplay footage of it other than like, well, I like the first two, so hopefully I like the third one. Oh, did so speaking of games and uh, like file size, did you hear the uh, Fallout 76? Um, someone got into the game code. Oh, really? And, uh, the first line in the code, like the first thing it does when you boot it up is it checks to see if the Fallout 4 disc is in the system. What? Because it's just it's just built on the Fallout Four engine, like, yeah, and sure. so it's like it literally checks: is Fallout Four in? No. Is Fallout Seventy Six in? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's pretty special, man. People seem to really not like that game. It's been well, they they're disappointed in it, and so they're they're blowing certain issues out of proportion because it's funny for upvotes on Reddit. Oh, but there's also some like arguable problems with it. Did you hear about the collector's edition? Yeah, the, the, apparently the bag that you would get is a piece of shit. Well, the bag in the picture was like this nice looking bag. Yeah, and what you get is this nylon thing that falls apart. Yeah, and so <laughs> they were just like, it was too expensive. We didn't do it. Well, we'll the, give you five hundred in-game currency. It's it, well, it's worse than that because. It come somebody somebody put in a uh, support ticket saying that they're unsatisfied with the bag, mm-hmm. and the person answering the support ticket is like a contractor that doesn't care about his job. Oh no! So he, he, what? He, the response wasn't very professional back, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Yeah, we were gonna do that, but we decided not to. We're not gonna do anything to make it better." Bye. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So that went viral, and then <laughs> the the damage control from Bethesda was, for whatever reason, the exact same statement, just worded more professionally. Yeah. So instead of, like, trying to make the situation better, like, we're sorry to say we're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Then that went viral. So now they're giving everybody uh, 500 atoms. Which apparently is enough to buy, like, a door or something. Like, it's not a well, lot of in-game currency. Someone pointed out there's a cosmetic bag in the game that 500 atoms does not afford you. <laughs> so there's like a weird irony that they can't even give you a pretend bag that's in the game. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I kind of like that. Oh, I don't the, the whole stuff. Like, oh, I get to appreciate some of it and I don't have to play the game, so that's neat. I still get, I'm still getting enjoyment out of Fallout 76. It's just because people are pissed off and the Studios fucking everything up. Yeah, me too. It's kind of fun. Um, but we we're talking about Red Dead. Yep. Uh, the online's fun, but the single player is blowing me away. Like the story just has me so immersed, which is a word I hate using to describe video games because it's overused. It's like it makes you feel like you're Spider Man, but it really does. Like I, <laughs> I'll be in these situations where something will go wrong. And it's like, you know what, I just need a cigarette. And I'll like I'll walk around the side of a building and just smoke a cigarette for a little bit. And there's a part, like, the stuff you've been through is just so rough. And it got to the point where the main character uh, gets tuberculosis. Oh, jeez. And you're, like, you're walking down the street and you kind of pass out. And someone, like, drags you to the doctor's office. And um, and he gives you a little bit of medicine, but he pretty much tells you that it's not good. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is at the same time that the gang is kind of falling apart and, and important people got killed in this bank heist that went wrong. And just every bad thing that could happen has been. And there's a part where I'm going off to this one mission and it's like, I kind of just want to get away from the camp. Sure. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go over here and do the side quest real quick. And I, I'm riding through the woods and I'm like coughing and stuff. And then out in the woods, there's a campfire. So I like stop by to see how the guys are doing. And there's a, Hey, you, you better get out of here. I, I don't want you around here. You better turn around. And I'm like staring at them. And they keep getting, like, more agitated with me being there. And one of them went for their gun, and I just, like, took out my shotgun and blasted both of them. And I don't know why, because I don't do this in the game normally. But then I got off the horse, and I went over to the body, and I started just kicking them and, like, stomping on them. And, and like, Arthur's just, like, taking out all his frustrations on these, like, two dead people. Sure. That were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it looked like this choreographed scene that should have happened mm-hmm. but it was really just sort of my reflexes of like what's going on in the story that sounds pretty cool i don't really I, I i don't get a lot of games that trigger stuff like that in me but i don't if i play if i'm playing like a narrative game you know, like the last of us or something there's not a lot of like opportunity for stuff and even if there is i usually don't go for it because i'm just like well i want to get on to the next story bit i don't want to like be distracted from it yeah, and this is really a game that's just full of distractions, which should be a thing against it, but they execute it just right. Sure. It has so many things that I don't like. I don't like the open world. I don't like prequels. I don't like uh like I I don't like when side quests have nothing to do with the main story and get in the way mm-hmm. of progress. But they execute all of them perfectly. And it's like, "Okay, that's fine." You did it right this time. That's pretty cool. I feel like the last game that maybe gave me stuff like that was uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, and that was mostly because the gameplay was so fun that I would just kind of do everything. Because it was it was just really fun to like destroy stuff with magic and swords. It wasn't really that it was immersive or anything. It was a pretty bare-bones like, fantasy story. Yeah, I kind of... I wish somebody would make a game like this in a fantasy setting. Because I, I prefer cowboys anyways, but I would love to have this kind of level of detail in a Skyrim world. Sure. And my problem with Skyrim is that it just falls apart at the hinges. Like, it's so clearly a video game at every single moment. Well, and just like every Bethesda game is basically a buggier and an anthill. Oh, and then it's that's another funny thing. When you boot up Red Dead Online... Um, you start and you're in a cart going to jail and everybody's like, Todd Howard. I don't get the joke. Oh, that's how like every Elder Scrolls game starts. Oh, really? It's like you, it's like, oh, the, you got captured, huh? What's your name? And then you fill oh, in your, sure. your name. Um, well, That's pretty funny then. Yeah. Red Dead's been dominating my week and it got me thinking about, uh, like, I really love the main character, Arthur. And his complexities. But it got me thinking about anti-heroes. And I I don't think I like anti-heroes. Until I look up a list of them. And it's like, oh wait, these are all my favorite characters. Yeah, I did that today I'm too. I'm the edgelord. Well, I think it's one of those things where... There's the definition of an anti-hero. And then there's what you think of when you hear the word anti-hero. Right? That's fair. Because like, 
like the definition is basically a protagonist that lacks like positive qualities <laughs> or or is is selfish or something like that you know like it's it's a fl- really flawed protagonist and by that definition like well then yeah all the best protagonists are antiheroes whereas when you hear the word you think of like someone going on a heroic quest but he's an asshole about it like he's trying to save the world but he's a dickhead or something like like something really super specific but that's not the case and so someone can be like, oh yeah, like Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones is an anti-hero because he's one of the main characters, but he's an alcoholic and he wants to, you know, rape and murder his sister. And it's like, sure, you know, like, I like Tyrion a lot, he's one of my favorite characters in that, but he doesn't do anything heroic. And, and I feel like that's maybe the where, the where everyone gets caught up, is like, they hear this word heroic, you know, that, like, Hamlet's an anti-hero, it's like, no, Hamlet's like whiny and then he dies. And he wants to kill his uncle because his uncle's an asshole. Like, there's nothing heroic about killing your asshole uncle. It, it's just he needed to do that, you know? I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, it does. And it's it's kind of difficult. I, I looked up best anti-heroes on Google, and the first result was Vegeta. At least Vegeta, like, inadvertently saves people, right? Like... Fighting Frieza is a net positive for the universe, even if his reasoning like behind it is is not good. And so I feel like he fits more in with what I think an antihero would be. How about Wolverine? Yeah, I mean, here's yeah, I guess that's another one. He generally does good things, but his execution is not always good. What about Lelouch Lamperouge? Oh God, probably not. Oh no! He's another. He, well, I guess he's another one that kind of falls into like what he's trying to do is a net positive. His his methods are not yeah, positive. Yeah, I mean it. He has a goal that is admirable, but he pretty much is just a supervillain like the entire time. Right. And technically, it's like one of those things too. From the Britannia standpoint, like he is, he's the villain. He's a terrorist. So, so it, actually, so. Let's talk about Lelouch. How about Luke Skywalker? And then there's okay, there's a, there's a fun one, right? Because he's you know, okay, from the the rebels or the the empire side, he's he's a bad guy, he's a terrorist. From the good the rebel side, he is like a goody-goody two-shoes. Like he doesn't have a whole lot of flaws to him. He really only turns into a badass in the third movie when he actually like kills some people that maybe didn't need to be killed. And this is one of my Star Wars issues. I want to see a story where people like the empire. I think that'd be interesting. Um, that's what Battlefront 2 said that they would have. And then the character that you're playing as, like, literally the first level you play as the Empire, and then it's like, oh, we were wrong all along, and then you turn coat, and the rest of the game you're playing as the Rebels. And that wasn't in the trailer at all. Okay, like, Severus Snape is on this list, and I, I feel like... I feel like he ultimately was a, a, a force of good in Harry Potter, but I wouldn't call him a... And I'm not a hero at all. I wouldn't Alex call him anti. Alex Orange he, is... Like, it, it, Severus was always doing the right thing. He just... He had to do it from the shadows, but he was always doing the right thing. I just don't think he was a main enough character to be one of those. Like, I always feel... I feel like an anti-hero, like, another thing is, like, it's a, a main protagonist. And so, so, to me, like, that would be Harry, Hermione, and, and, and uh, Ron. Hermione. And, um, and Ron. Here's, here's another one on the list. Batman. Isn't he a hero hero? I feel like it. Like, it depends on, like, who's writing him, I guess. Sometimes he'll, like, beat people up and that don't need to be beat up. He never kills anybody. Yeah. And he has really so, strict morals. I, 
He does. He's. I also. I also don't like him. He's insufferable. I like. Which uh, doesn't matter, Batman. but. Uh, Batman's weird though because I think though his motive for everything he does is really selfish. And so there is that, like, he's cleaning Gotham of crime, but he's doing it because, not because it's good for Gotham, but because it's, like, it's good for his psyche. Because if he doesn't do that, he'll he'll be sad and, like, go crazy or something. Or crazier. But I don't think that's enough to make him an anti-hero. It just, it's, like, it just makes him, like, a, a psychologically unhinged character. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, you put it that way, I want someone to make a modern uh, Don Quixote. Mm. That'd be fun. That could be fun. I don't know how that would work though, because I guess it would almost work this the same way the first one did. It was like, oh, that's a that's a that's a giant. Let's go fight the giant. Like, no, no, Don, that's a windmill. And then he goes and swings his sword at the windmill, and nothing really happens. I th- I think you could do it like the movie Elf, where like he he has to literally be like a knight on a horse, but in modern New York City. People just think he was, like, the Bud Light guy. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, what, what is this, some sort of marketing campaign? And, Which would be kind George, of a funny, like... your nephew's simply adorable. Yeah. I, w- I would watch, I'd probably watch that. Even if it was, like, um, marketing thing, right? Like, it's like, oh, we get Bud Light to sponsor this, and, and, and he's got a random assholes yelling dilly-dilly at him, and he gets, like, goes crazy and thinks that's, like... And insults, he starts cutting hands off or something, because in his times, if you insult the if you insult a knight, you get you get your hand removed. But then the cops would be after him, and I feel like it just there's too much societal structure for that to work okay. in a modern times. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through this list again, and Sherlock Holmes comes up. How the fuck is he an anti-hero? He doesn't like I guess like okay I'm thinking like the Robert Downey Jr interpretation but even then like other than being kind of self-absorbed well that's the thing he he's often either self-absorbed or like obnoxiously perfect mm-hmm. but I don't think he's ever done wrong yeah it's I don't know I guess like like Judge Dredd is on this list too right and it, to me that almost makes more sense but even then from the framework of his society he's He's a cop who goes and kills bad people, and he's legally, it's okay for him to do that. Like, society is so broken that, like, cops need to be judges as well. Yeah, and so I, he's, I think I agree with that, though. I guess, like, it, it's one of the, it's another one of those things, though, where it's hard to, like, look at him as a hero, and it's more of a, he's just a dude doing his job. I mean, that's fair. I think a lot of the stories revolve around the setting, like, man, isn't this, like, messed up and no one's doing anything about it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you you want to see him, like, stop the bad guy, but it's also like, man, this society's messed up, right? That's a great background to have. I mean, I feel like, like, uh, uh, Punisher is more of an anti-hero because he's like, oh, the world sucks, I'm gonna go take justice into my own hands, I'm only gonna kill criminals, but I'm gonna, you know, commit crimes to do it by killing them. Okay, so this is, um... I don't like Punisher. I find him boring. That's fair. I like uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's pretty fun. I like Ghost Rider Nicholas a lot Cage. more than Punisher. Um, That second movie was pretty fun, too. Yeah. There's a part where he pees, but he pees fire. <laughs> yeah. Oscar, please. 
fucking silly ass movie. Yeah, that's that's how comic book movies should be. Um, but it, I I like that where it's like this curse that he punishes bad people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's an interesting curse to have. Like, I get it, but it's also like, yeah, you stop the bad guy. And there's a lot of these are big lists. These I feel like the fact that these are lists awful. are so big is kind of like like Shrek is on this list as an antihero, and it's like. <laughs> And it's like, maybe? Like, Shrek? Well, okay, so... Oh, wait, I'm sorry, are you there? Yeah, sorry, I okay. accidentally bumped my microphone and turned it off. That's fine. Um, th- Some of these lists suddenly remind me of uh, Dungeons & Dragons forums, where people will debate over, like, the, the alignment chart and take okay. things too literally. Sure. Like, um... In in three point five edition, there was a rule that paladins weren't allowed to uh, collect wealth, um, because they have an oath of poverty. Okay. And if, if they break that oath, then they lose all their holy powers. And so, like the intent there is like you can't like go help someone and then ask for a reward, but you're allowed to have enough money to get by, you know. Right. What what this one DM did was uh, he, I don't know why, it's like he had this vendetta because there wasn't a narrative reason for this to happen, but um, somebody, like an NPC approached the group and said, hey, I want to give you guys this um, payment for helping us. And the paladin said, no, thank you. And then the NPC said, well, here, accept this loaf of bread instead. Um uh you know so at least you can eat and so okay i'll take the loaf of bread so he takes that and unbeknownst to the paladin uh there was a gold coin inside the loaf of bread so dun, that dun, meant dun. he lost all his holy powers for the rest of the game i feel like that's not fair that's like, not the paladin though no. that's a and shitty that's the, dm that's, but it's also like what why would that happen at all like what i want to meet the the god that's empowering this paladin and it's like why did you touch that gold bread like it was the stupidest thing, but then those arguments will turn into, like, with The Hobbit, it's like, well, technically, uh, Bilbo is a thief, and he's the thief of the party, so that means that he's chaotic evil, because that's <laughs> that's the only thing you're allowed to be as a thief in a 4.0 edition, and it's like, no, you have to understand what the... I, I, <laughs> I, I hate these nerds that can't parse information correctly. Yeah. Because they take the fun out of this stuff. There's thought exercises, and then there's just, like, literally misinterpreting reality. I'm trying to think, like... To me, the best characters in anything are flawed, and are, like, they operate on their flaws and are basically defined by them because characters without flaws are really boring. Like Superman. So, by that logic... Yeah, like, by that logic, like, all of the good characters... Or anti-heroes, at least by the definition of, you know, Wikipedia. That, that broad-ass definition that makes, like, almost every character. Like, fucking Peter Griffin is on this list from Family Guy. <laughs> he's, he's like, it's a comedy character. You can't call him an anti-hero. And that's stupid as hell. Like, he doesn't... What, okay, wow. What the fucking worthless-ass list is that? I mean, is does that make Homer an anti-hero? I don't... I guess? It just... Okay, Spike Spiegel. That's from uh, Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. 
I guess. Like, no, I want to call him I a hero. Because I mean, his whole thing is that he's put like the life of crime behind him. That's true, and he's I, and he's being paid to stop bad guys. Like, he's basically a cop. Yeah, he's, he's, he's bounty hunter. But. He's stopping bad guys, and like he's doing everything in his power to stay away from the lifestyle that he was in before. And it's it's not like he opened up a church and he's reforming his ways or something, but he made a moral decision to, you know, course correct. Right. I feel like some of his methods are maybe a little suspect, but not even then, not to the point of making him a bad guy or anything. Like, you know, every once in a while they'll end up breaking some shit or whatever. Yeah, I don't like these internet lists. No, they're pretty. I'm on TV tropes. Let me see if I can find. Uh, most are on the. So there's a sliding scale of idealism versus cynicism, and most are on the cynicism end. That's maybe thinking too hard about this. TV tropes. An archetypal character who is almost as common in modern fiction as the ideal hero, and Anna Hero is a protagonist who is the opposite of most of the traditional hero attributes of a hero. This may be bewildered, ineffectual, deluded, or merely apathetic. More often, an anti-hero is just an amoral misfit. While heroes are typically conventional, anti-heroes, depending on the circumstances, may be pre-conventional in a good society, post-conventional if the government is evil, or even unconventional, not to be confused with the villain or big bad who is the opponent of the heroes. Did you see the uh, Dragon Ball Z movie, um, Battle of Gods? No, I did not. So, I don't know. I love Vegeta. I think he's my favorite Dragon Ball character. I feel like he's a lot of people's favorite Dragon Ball character. Yeah, he he's up there. He's a popular character. He's pretty cool. And um the the Battle of Gods movie was interesting because uh there's a god of destruction that sleeps a lot. And he wakes up and for whatever reason um what was it? I think that he was like waiting for Frieza to destroy the universe for him. And so when he took his nap, he he assumed Frieza would rule the universe by the time he woke up. Okay. So he wakes up and finds out, wait, somebody stopped Frieza? What the heck? And so he's just, like, curious at that point. And he goes and finds Earth. And on Earth, he finds that they have delicious desserts. So he's, like, (laughs) he coincidentally shows up on Bulma's birthday party. So he's just like hanging out at her birthday party and Vegeta recognizes who he is because he threatened um, his father back on planet Vegeta. Mm -hmm. And so Vegeta's trying to keep Beerus happy and Bulma's like annoyed that this weirdo just kind of showed up to her birthday party unannounced. Sure. And it's really interesting because this is the first time you've ever seen Vegeta scared of something. And he completely breaks character. Like, there's a part where Beerus is getting bored, so Vegeta jumps up on stage and does, like, a song and dance routine to help entertain him. Yeah, I'd heard about that. And there's a part later where Goku, or no, somebody's, like, fighting, whatever, Um, and then Bulma shows up and tells him to stop, and then Beerus, like, backhands her, and Vegeta snaps and, like, punches Beerus in the face and takes him down. And it's this fun thing where he's so afraid of this guy, but then he slapped his wife, so he jumps in. And it speaks to his character a lot, because you do think of him as that amoral misfit. 
but at yeah. the same time, he's found a home, and he won't like admit it, but he cares about Earth now. So yeah, if you look at his whole character progression, there's a lot of payoff in that one moment. But I still call him an anti-hero because he'll still like jeopardize people's safety. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Man, TV tropes goes all out with shit like this. It's like, this I hate this TV tropes. Fucking, I like TV tropes, but I like it. There's certain things about it I like that, anyways, it can be pretty fun. But I think people get use it for the wrong reason. Wrestling Major of Dragonlance. Okay, that's actually a good example. Uh, I don't know if you've read any of those books. No, tell me about it. They're basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but written for a different uh, publication. Okay. Uh, so the party is, you know, you're you're a very typical party. There's, you know, five people. I got a tank, some DPS, and a healer. And he's the mage. But he's, like, so power-hungry that he kind of doesn't give a shit about most things. And so other, like, he's, he's got, he's, he likes his brother, who's, who's like, a warrior or whatever. But he's just, like, everybody else can kind of suck a dick as long as I learn new spells. But he ends up, uh, he ends up getting, like, so powerful that he takes down, like, the god of evil. And so it's like, oh shit, he's the good guy. Like, he just took down, you know, Queen Takesis. But I think he's just like, I'm going to be the god of evil now. So, there's that. I, 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 never, I didn't read too far into those books. But he was always kind of like, he was always my favorite character of the group because he was the only one that wasn't, like, completely fucking boring. Because he'd be willing to do bad shit for results. And no one else would do that because they're all, like, these moral goody-goody two-shoes. So wrestling's cool, I guess. Okay. Shitty diversion. I just diversion. I just did. <laughs> so that that reminds me of a of a Warcraft thing. Uh, you're familiar with the story in Warcraft Three, where like Arthas has to destroy that city. Yes. What is he supposed to do? Because that's like his turning point, where he becomes evil and unhinged. And it's like, well, realistically though, what are you supposed to do? Eh, I don't know. Like, I feel like if he didn't do it, bad things were going to happen, right? Like. Well, much surge. worse things are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Repopulating zombies are going to spread over the farmlands and destroy the countryside. Yeah, I mean, or you could use real-life example, like when we drop bombs on Japan. <laughs> yeah. And it was just I, like, you know, that ended the war and was like, hey, we got we to gotta not do stuff anymore. But it also involved killing a ton of civilians that thought they were safe from the war. And it was a horrible thing to do, but also... The war stopped. Eh, I I suddenly feel ill comparing um, Warcraft to reality. Well, we we could pretend I didn't compare Warcraft to I, the well, bombing no, of Nagasaki. No, that's fine. It, it's a valid comparison to make. Um, but let's uh let's change to a different Warcraft character. Uh, one of my favorite, or actually my favorite Torin character is an antihero. I think a lot of people okay. think that she's a villain. Torin? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Magatha Grimtotem. I don't remember her at all. So, she's she's the chief of a different Torin tribe, and there's a quest chain where she has you like go out and collect these like artifact things, and you don't realize it, but she's collecting these artifact things so that she can control the elements and like take over the world with them. That sounds fun. But it's like it's to protect her people. But it's also kind of evil. So, like, whatever, blah, 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 stuff happens, and then it doesn't work out for her. Um, 
fast forward a little bit more. Uh, the the chief, like the head chief in, in the Torin, um, he's getting frustrated with the war chief of the horde. So, uh, Bane Bloodhoof, he he goes to uh, or no, is it Karen? Karen Bloodhoof. Yeah, I think it's that one. Uh, Karen goes to a garage and he challenges them to a death duel, um, because that's the orc way, and. Torin are just literally larger and stronger than orcs. So it's like, okay, he kind of has the upper hand here. And he doesn't have to do the orc tradition, but he's showing everyone that he takes tradition seriously. And so it's like, okay, he he would be a better war chief than Garage. And so what Magatha did, because she didn't like Karen, uh, she went to Garage and said, here, let me bless your axe um, for good luck. And so she took his axe and poisoned it. Oh no. And that ended up killing Karen. What a bitch. Now, no one knows this. Okay. This is like in a book, and it's a secret that, like, I think only Garrosh knew what happened, and he was serious about it, but he didn't want to bring it up. So she got away with that completely. Cool. The player base knows this, but the characters don't. Sure. So fast forward another, like, four years. She comes up in the story again, and she joins the Shaman Order to help restore order in the world. And the player base went nuts. Like, she's a horrible person. You can't let her come back. And she shows up and then helps restore order in the world. Because ultimately, she's just trying to protect her people. Right. Um, she didn't think Karen had her people's best interest at heart. Uh, she, you know, she has her reasons for making bad decisions. But she also actually like acts on them instead sure. of just sitting in a in a teepee going like, "Boy, I wish things were better." That's got to be um an interesting kind of dissonance though, where like the player base knows the secrets about all the characters, but the characters in the game don't, and you can't talk to them. You can't be like, "Hey, hey, garage, you're an asshole for using poisoned axe and not telling anybody about it." You know, you can like yeah. click on him, and he'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" And you have like. You know the option to take get a quest from him or whatever. That's as far as your interaction can go. Which is kind of you know going back to like Red Dead. It feels like with Red Dead you have more options to actually interact with the NPCs, and they feel more real because of it. they're not just like a guy standing in front of a, a hut and you click on him to sell sell wool or whatever. I had a cool interaction where I'm walking down the street, and this guy's handing out eugenics pamphlets talking about how important it is to separate the the blacks and whites. <laughs> and so you Maybe have he's an just option. Doing laundry, Cameron. Hmm? Maybe he was just doing laundry. Oh, he wasn't. And I told oh. him what. <laughs> I so I get off the horse, and like as soon as I get off the horse, Arthur like starts talking. It was like it's like, oh, so you're the master race, huh? And and the guy's like explaining himself, and while he's talking, I'm very slowly like reaching for my gun. And then I just like quick draw it on him and I stick it right in his face, and he drops all his pamphlets and like, you know, raises his hands up. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I was holding the trigger so tight, like oh I could just oh I could just pull it, but there's like no reason to really just kill somebody in the street. So I I, I relaxed the trigger a bit, but then I hit the melee button and just sort of like pistol whipped him real quick. Okay, and he ran around the corner. He's like ah help me help me, and so it's like I just let him run off, and I turn around to get on my horse, and there's a police officer that was watching this whole thing, and he sort of just looked at me and then turned around and walked away. Oh, wow. And it was the coolest little, like, detail where it looked like a human interaction, where that NPC looked like he was making a moral decision. It's, 
it the amount of like fucking programming that had to have gone into that game to make all of those oh, things possible, right? It is unreal. I have because no idea how this game was made. There's like a hundred different ways you could interact with this NPC, and it just seems like Rockstar decided to think of all of them and program all of them in. And that's <laughs> fucking mind blowing. There's and there's um there's like too many interactions. There's another one where somebody ran up in the out in the field and his hands were tied and he, he had a black eye and he's like, You gotta help me, you gotta help me. So I run up to him and he's like, They they took my wife, you have to help me. They they took my wife. So it's like, okay, and I wanted to cut his binds free before I ran off to save his wife. Mm-hmm. And so I approached him and normally cut free his triangle. But I guess cut free wasn't an option, so before I read the prompt, I walked up and grabbed him by the neck and started throttling him. <laughs> and then I wanted to cancel, so I'm mashing the circle button, which punched him in the face. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, help me out! Ah, what? What is it? What did I do? Oh no! Oh no! And then like the farmer nearby is like, what's going on over there? He starts shooting at me. And it's like, oh, there's a witness. You, you were trying to murder that that poor black guy. And it's like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and I like ran into the cornfield, and farmers are shooting at me. And I don't know what happened to his wife because I just got out of there. It was terrible. That's really funny, though. I love this game, man. That dude had a really bad day. Someone kidnapped him, beat him up, <laughs> took his wife, and then you just came along and just started punching him in the face. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God, someone's gonna save me. <laughs> You're just some asshole. Just. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this guy can beat him up. He can't fight back. He's Helen Keller. Oh, <laughs> uh, I bet I would like this game, but I just, I don't, I feel like this, it's like the idea of playing it is almost like daunting. And it's like, you or know, I could play a game where you go from point A to point B, and that's literally all you do. It is, man. I I have to, like, set aside time. It's like, do I want to play Red Dead tonight? Because this is going to be a two-hour commitment if I sit down here. Sure. You know, it's like there's no... Actually, that's what I'm kind of enjoying about online. You can just hop in a queue real quick and do a story mission and then hop out. Okay, yeah. Or like a, a a little like dual thing or something. And it's actually like, oh, they put in a casual mode of Red Dead. I can play this. Do you... I, it's one of those things, like, if you're going to... You know, we usually do Overwatch on Thursdays. I don't know if you're down for that after this. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Who's your favorite anti-hero in Overwatch? Um, I really like Sombra. Sombra's pretty cool. Moira is very interesting, though. And I, I want actually to see more of her story, because we don't have a whole lot of her. I was going to say, I have no idea what her story is. Other than so, she's a scientist. That's it. She literally just wants to do research, because she's onto something. And people won't encourage her research. So she went to Blackwatch and Ravenclaw or whatever. I could see her being in Ravenclaw. She's smart. I think Slytherin, maybe. One or the other. Because she does what has to be done. Yeah. Um. I want them to do a good Figma figure of her so I can buy it. Here, I sent you the uh, versus screen. It's better than Overwatch because you see the bodies of all the people you killed. Oh, jeez. That's pretty funny. I like that. Everybody's different colored, too. Yeah, there are four teams. And the purple team won, because I, I carried him. That's oh, what yeah? I did. I'm the best player. I wish. <laughs> um, Who's your favorite anti-hero from Overwatch? And don't say Tracer, because I'm already Tracer. Um, 
I like, I, like the old, I like the old Reaper. I feel like he's probably an anti-hero just because he looks no. like he walked out of a... After killing everybody in a hot topic. No, he's a villain. Is he? he yes. What's he do? He's literally going around and killing all... He, he's, he's not only in charge of Cobra Command, so he's literally Cobra Commander. Oh. But then he's how literally... To, how can you can play him and be on the same team as Winston? He's literally going around and killing off all the Overwatch people. Why come you can be him and be on the same team as Winston? I'm. I, why can he be Lucio? He's not part of any of this. I don't know, Blizzard. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um. Yeah, what? <laughs> that was the whole Sombra short. Is they're trying to assassinate the Russian president? Did they succeed? No. Well then, fuck them. How dare they? That's because Sombra intervened to to play. I bet, her okay, angle. fine. Is Widowmaker an is she an anti-hero? I'm sorry, what? Is Widowmaker one, or is she a bad guy, too? Well, she's brainwashed, so she's basically a tool. Oh. She killed her husband in her sleep, so I don't think that's anti-hero material. Ooh. I don't know who, who my options are, then. I don't know anything about the lore for Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I like so Zarya. Neither does the player base. The Blizzard's handling this game awful. I kind of like that. It, I don't know. Like a part of me is like it's cool that it matters, and another part of me is like it's cool that it clearly doesn't matter because I can just play whoever I think looks cool. Well, okay. So that uh, that McCree versus Ash short came out. Yeah, that was and pretty it, fun. But it literally ends with um, like Echo comes out of the thing, and McCree's like, "Hey, we're getting the gang back together." And it's like, okay, wait. It's been like what three or four years now, and they still haven't formed Overwatch in the narrative. <laughs> Like when does the story start? I thought, I thought that's what the first short was about. Was oh, we should get the gang back together. So it's like yeah. okay, we're still doing this. When is Overwatch going to do something? I don't know. I guess I don't really care. That's good, and you probably shouldn't. It's just weird. That they, keep, <laughs> they keep presenting this stuff like oh, it's really important what I'm about to say, and then nothing will happen. Sure. And say like, okay, that's good. I feel like the, 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 the videos they put out are to get people really hyped to play the game again that or, or pretend to care for a little bit or buy the new toy that's out. But I'm cynical. Maybe I'm the best anti-hero. We're our own anti-hero. I did something heroic yesterday. It sounded like the, my neighbor's kid got bit by our dog, and even though that made me really happy, I did not masturbate. That's pretty heroic. Yeah, I thought I was pretty yeah, pretty proud of myself. I was like, okay. yeah, good on you, Chad, not having a wank over a kid crying. So let's let's uh, play a word game. Okay. Is there such a thing as an anti-villain? Oh, I don't know. I feel like an anti-villain is just a hero. Well, is an anti-villain like a villain that is so bad at doing evil things that good things happen as a result? Yeah, maybe, which is a fun idea. Because um, I can think of two... Okay. There's the Toilinator from Kids Next Door. Oh, yeah. And then the Amoeba Boys from the Powerpuff Girls. I don't remember who the Amoeba Boys are. So the Amoeba Boys were these giant amoebas with mobster... <laughs> they had mobster hats. And they just wanted to be bad guys. It was like, that was just their dream. And so they'd do stuff, like they'd call the Powerpuff Girls and say, hey, we're going to commit a crime, see? And the Powerpuff Girls will show up and say, watch this. And then they'll, like, jaywalk. Oh. See, haha, are you going to arrest us? And they're like, no, and they fly away. 
But I feel like they're not accidentally doing good from that. They're just being annoying. I, I think they got in, they got involved in situations where they tried to do something and they would end up like interfering with other villains so that they get caught. Okay. Or something. I mean, maybe Toilinator's a better example, but Yeah. We're at 49 minutes, so there's probably some dead air to cut, so maybe not actually that far in. I'm trying to think, I don't know if you have any like uh, any any final thoughts on on the topic of anti-heroes. I think my problem with anti-heroes is that there's not a really clear definition. Yeah, because it comes down to vague interpretations of morality mm-hmm. that don't seem to reflect the setting that they're in. If someone can argue that Batman's an anti-hero, then the word just doesn't mean anything. Right. And or Peter Griffin being on a list is like a, a fucking sad joke. Yeah, I mean... Oh, you know what? So I just sent you a comic that you haven't read yet. Yeah, Back. Back is a really good anti-hero. Uh, because it's about a it's about a gunslinger that gets resurrected by some witches... And she was resurrected with the sole purpose of, like, ending the world. And she's kind of like, I don't want to end the world. So she just goes off to do her own thing. But, you know, she bumps into people and bad things happen. And it's kind sure. of accidental that bad things happen. But it's also like, well, were the witches right? And that's and she's going to destroy the world or what? You know, I guess on the webcomic thing, the trolls in, in Homestuck, some of them would fall under anti-hero. Because yeah, they're being assholes, that. but they end up saving, you know, helping like s- stop the the evil bad guy and, and you know saving the universe or whatever it is they're trying to save. In that, I don't really remember. And they're just like it's one of those things too, where like they're trying to be disruptive and bad, but they're doing it in a really poor way because of all the time travel horseshit. And so like they're like we're gonna we're gonna start making fun of you in the present and then work your way our way back. And so you're going to know progressively less and less about what's going on. And we're just going to get more and more frustrated, <laughs> which I always thought was a really good, a really good touch. Um, did you see the new trailer for Final Fantasy 14? I did not. So do you know anything about the plot of 14? Uh, it's 10, two because it's 10 plus two. Plus two. That did, I did, <sighs> why I did joke did not work at all. I, was, I forgot how to math. I could I could probably monologue for an hour of the the whole story. So let me, I'm trying to think of the best way to like condense this into thirty seconds. Um, describe it badly. There's Final Fantasy tropes. So the crystals are the light. Okay. And you're the warrior of light, which means you have the crystal power. Okay. And, like, the whole plot of the game is just the darkness is attacking the light, so you have to stop the darkness. With you so far. So there was this is the plot to Final Fantasy 3. This is the plot of all Final Fantasies. <laughs> so, including spinoffs that weren't called Final Fantasy. So, there's an interesting part where the whole time it's like, oh, it's the Warrior of Light will save the day. And, the, oh, the Warrior of Light can do it. And the Warrior of Light can do anything. And then these Warriors of Darkness show up. And the Warriors of Darkness are interesting because they're the player classes from, like, the launch trailer that okay. represented the players. And it's like, well, wait, the way, like, why are they the bad guys? Because in that trailer, they're kind of shown off as what the players are. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what what is this? And as you fight the Warriors of Darkness, you realize that they have the same power you do. And you're kind of like, you're, you're meeting in this weird, like, neutral state where you keep canceling each other out. And you can never quite defeat them, and they can never quite defeat you. And then what you find out is that they're from a parallel universe where they failed their world. Oh. And they were led to believe that if they could destroy your world, it would create this, like, equality in the universe that could potentially save both worlds. I feel like there's problems with that logic. Well, there sort of is. And and after talking to them about it, um, they they leave to go find a different solution. And you never hear from them again. It's because it was the final solution and they all died. <laughs> Yakety smackety do. <laughs> so it's like it it's this weird, like loose thread. Um and YouTube then they video. come out with this trailer for the new expansion. Okay. I did. Okay. Ooh, the ground is pretty. So her person walking. And I uh, see some see some rocks and he's got a bow. And a beard, but like scraggly, like he hasn't shaved in a couple days, but he probably should. Yeah, so that's your that's your player character. Okay. He's kinda he's kind of attractive. He's oh yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's having a flashback. And it's a square X. He's having flashbacks of all the previous trailers. Huh. Wouldn't that be frustrating if you already had seen all the trailers? You're like, oh, I've seen this all before. How many years? It's like too pretty to be an MMO. Since that yeah, day. <laughs> Sorry, I yawned a bit. How many years have I waited for this moment? For the one that stood alone against the storm. For the one they called. So that's how the current the expansion ended. Of is your duel with this empire guy. Okay. That thing is like Gollum Fuck the hamster Yeah, Furby No, Furby's definitely what I feel like this game isn't as cool As the trailer makes it be I think it is, but that's a fair what's, statement to make. What's the gameplay like? Are you actually swinging your sword or is you pushing buttons? Um, the animations are really flashy. It's, it's, it's very much like WoW, but it looks so much better. Sure. Hey, he's got a gun sword. This tragedy... Greater this should be like the seventh umbrella. They don't make a Final Fantasy movie. All these shitty video game movies. I feel like you could do Final Fantasy pretty easy. Oh yeah, it's like really simple high fantasy story with lights and darks. Let and um, you can cover it in two hours. Yeah, and the the, the monster design's fucking sweet. You have like really cool visuals. Become the warrior of darkness. 
I, if I if I made this, I would feel pretty proud of myself. That's pretty cool. I really like the music. Yeah. Square's been always pretty good about music. They've been really good about Final Fantasy fourteen. It's it's such a better game than fifteen or thirteen were. But anyways, so the plot is more or less the world ends and you're the only person left. And you have to become the warrior of darkness and travel back in time to correct things. And so people are kind of confused about, like, what does this actually mean in the game? Like, what are we going to be doing as players? Because there's this really negative tone to that trailer. And it's like, okay, yeah. how, how far are they going to push this anti-hero approach? Especially after we talk the Warriors of Darkness out of doing it themselves. Now we're just going to do it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But it's neat. Like, there's something cool about the Dark Knight armor. And it's like, oh, that's cool. I like and, the purple. Yeah, so it's like, it, as edgy as it is, it's like, wow, that's a lot more appealing than some of this other stuff. Someone said, wait, you're telling me there's two full epilogue chapters after the story of Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Who's asking? Hey, he was in all caps, which is why I accidentally read it. <laughs> it was distracting. It's like, guys, PSA. <laughs> Not just PS and A are in caps. Everything is in caps. Um. So should we should we glad space it out, and then I'm gonna put a sweatshirt on and play a little Overwatch, and then I'll shower and go to bed. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Do you have a glad space? I do. Um. I've been watching this YouTube. Last week I talked about that book, right? Which book? The Tree Grows in Brooklyn. You sure did. Okay, good. So this week I've been following this YouTube channel called um, Spectre Sound Studios, and it's a guy with like twenty some years in uh, music engineering. There's a lot of uh, tutorials on how to mix and master music, but there's also just like a lot of like fun conversation too. And he's like a he's a pretty fun bombastic guy. And so my, my glad space is his channel, because even if you don't know a lot about music production, I think you could find fun stuff there. Like, he does a, a pretty regular, like, uh, stupid text messages that bands send it to sound engineers. He'll read them and comment, and, you know, he does funny voices and whatnot. And so, well, I, like, I showed up to his channel to try and learn some stuff, because he's got really good advice on how to uh, mix and master and record. And he'll go pretty into the woods, too. There's stuff like, I don't fucking know what he's talking about half the time. But I've I've really stuck around because he's he's really funny and he's got some other like content that is just fun to watch, and he's got like a lot of like really fun you know uh, running jokes that still for some reason piss people off. And be like, yeah, bass players are like the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. I hate them. And all the bass players get really mad, and he's like, you're getting mad because you're stupid. You know, the the smart bass players aren't mad because they know they're stupid. You know, he'll just build off it <laughs> and so he's 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 fun i, I guess if, if if you're at all interested in how music is put together uh or just want to like hear a funny dude rant about just sh whatever shit uh i uh, hit up his channel you might you might find something you like i've been enjoying it a lot oh no i lost mine that's good i lost my th here it is um so speaking of music, I want to recommend a YouTube channel that I only recently discovered. 
Okay. I, I think she's kind of popular because everyone around me seems to know her already. Um, her name is Alina Gingertail. That sounds really familiar. She has this beautiful voice, um, and she plays a lot of instruments really well. Uh, she did a really good cover of like the Witcher 3 soundtrack and stuff from World of Warcraft and Gravity Falls and things. Um, so look up her YouTube because there's a there's a style to her music that has a lot more like soul and personality than I feel a lot of YouTube channels lack. It's A-L-I-N-I, by the way, because I spelled her name wrong at first. Yes. And also Ginger Tail, like T-A-I-L. She's really pretty redhead is my oh, first impression of yeah, her. Yeah, she is actually really pretty, too, but um, um, I'm recommending What's a song we should listen to? What's, what's one you recommend? There's a fucking lot. Um, Holy look up the, shit, some of these have a lot of views. Oh, yeah. Look up the Witcher 3 um, uh, Sword Dancer. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. She's playing like a... Is that a banjo or something? What is that? Or a lyre um, or a lute, whatever. Some kind of string guitar-looking thing, but not quite a guitar. That might be a liar. Oh, shoot. Everything's in Russian, too. Wow, her eyes are pretty impressive. She's got a really deep kind of operatic voice. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, she does this Witcher stuff really good. And she's definitely playing it. Wow. I mean, this she, is yeah, this is impressive. I, I also recommend people go check this out. She's she's really talented. Yeah, I mean, she could have done the soundtrack for the game, honestly, just by herself. Um. So yeah, that's a good one. She's nice. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's got a fucking accordion now. If you listen to the accordion, guys, I really like her daughter, the C one too. It, if you go back in her YouTube channel, she's clearly improved over the years. So just know that like when you find one of her older videos that it might not have the same production value to it. Sure. But I mean it's all good. So with that being said, um you can write to opinions are cheap at gmail.com. Ugh. So I took a big swig of rum there and didn't swallow it. Uh and I, I it's Cameron and Chad, and we love you very much. Kisses. Yay, kisses, goodbye. Have a good night. Hey, four, four months ago, Miracle of Sound, who also does video game music, messaged her on was like, hey, we should do a collab together. Which would be really fucking cool if they did, because I think yeah. his voice would go really well with hers. He's got like such a smooth, silky-ass like, baritone, and then she's got this really powerful kind of a uh, soprano, I guess. No, uh, alto. That would be cool. Though the Man, I hope that happens. Oh, speaking of collab, um, Richard wants to do a segment on the end of the show. Hmm. So, Richard, if you if you get around to it, send it to opinionsarecheap at gmail.com. Yeah, I guess I don't have any problems with that. He's, he's, he says been, something. he's been planning a show for years called Richard's Midnight Snack. Oh, yeah? And the whole, the whole premise of the show is that I have to have a morning talk show called A Cup of Cameron. <laughs> and then we turn the sign around and then it's Richard's midnight snack. I like that. I have a feeling I would like Richard. I have a I have to put together a cup of Cameron first for this to work. But we'll workshop it. Yay. Yay. You should have him on the sh- we should have him on the show or you should have him on the show at some point. I think that'd be cool. We we fucking make fun of him and stuff and mention him enough that Yeah, cuz he's fat and stupid. 
Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>